You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James. Welcome, everybody, to the Week 3 Review and Monday Night Football Showdown Thoughts podcast. Um, I, I just have to say I'm sick of injuries right now in fantasy. I'm guessing it has a lot to do with the fact that, you know, there wasn't much of an offseason and guys are just, you know, their bodies are not, didn't go through that typical warm-up of, you know, a, a mini camp um, and four preseason games just to get acclimated. But the, the injuries have just been ridiculous. Um, somehow survived Deontay Johnson uh, one point, point nine points in cash this week. Um, and it was mostly thanks to Tyler Lockett. Uh, so it was very strange. I pulled like a last-minute switcheroo that saved my lineup. Um, was originally on DeAndre Hopkins and Darius Slayton, made the 2v2 swap to Lockett and Cooper, actually updated my 4 for 4 article and cheat sheet at about noon, sometime around there, to say that I was going to play Lockett uh, and, and Cooper, just because I felt like I needed a piece of that Dallas Seahawks. 57 point total. I felt really, really uneasy going into cash games today without the highest uh, total game on the board, and it proved to be right. I mean, they went for they went for almost 70 points. Um, so my cash lineup looked like this: Kyler at quarterback, uh, Miles Sanders, Devin Singletary, Amari, Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson at wide receiver, Logan Thomas, Jonathan Taylor, and the Eagles defense. Um, ended up winning 77% of head-to-heads with a 142.3. Um, again, you know, head-to-heads, I, that was a higher percentage of head-to-heads because, like, in double-ups, that was a um, maybe, like, a 65 percentile lineup. Um, most of the cash lines were, like, around 134, 135. But, I don't know, just so happened that I, I won a little bit more head-to-heads than... Um, double ups would indicate, but my thought process was, you know, Kyler uh, was just a little bit cheaper. You know, I didn't like the way my lineup looked if I got up to Russ or Dak. I, I told you guys like I thought those guys were absolutely viable, but I just needed that five hundred dollars, um, and and it proved to be an okay decision. Um, Kyler looked great, but I was, uh, I mean, I'll pat myself on the back here. I was a thousand percent right that you couldn't play Murray and Drake together. And I was dead set on Murray, so it got me off Drake. He only had seven or eight points. That was huge for me. Um, Probably went a long way in me cashing Drake not having a huge game. It it just made sense to me, right? Drake doesn't catch passes. Murray runs in touchdowns. You know, one of them was going to go off. Probably not both of them, like unless the Cardinals were scoring 40 points. And I didn't really think that it was going to be a massive shootout like the Cowboys game. I thought that they were going to score points, but not a huge shootout um, like the Cowboys and the Seahawks. Um, Sanders, I'm not too mad at at his 14 points. Like, yeah, he didn't get in the end zone. Um, He had 10 targets, only caught like four of them or something like that. Um, The process was right there. He was massively owned 
in cash, like 86 to 90% in most double ups. Um, Singletary, tons of usage. Josh Allen chose to uh, sneak a few in. And also they, they ran some play action at the goal line, but um, he had a chance here or there, so I'm not too mad about that. Amari Cooper got injured. He went for 17 uh, fantasy points. He had, he had like 7 for 80 in the first half. And then, you know, the one catch in the first half, he, pretty, he landed pretty hard and checked himself out of the game. And for the entire second half, he was basically just limping around, not in the game, um, when he was in the game, he was uh, just like kind of running this half-ass route up the sidelines or like a, a, a weird in-breaking slant that he just stopped and stood around. He was absolutely a decoy uh, in the second half. I think he only caught like two passes for six yards in the second half or something like that. He is absolutely hurt. I guarantee it comes out tomorrow. This is Sunday night that he uh, is some type of injured for sure. He got banged up on, on a long catch, but still... 18 fantasy points, can't be too mad. The man that saved the lineup, though, was Tyler Lockett. Um, you know, nine catches, 100 yards, three touchdowns, 40 fantasy points. Absolutely, you know, 30% owned about, you know, between 22 and, and depending on the size of the double up, between like 22 and 30% owned. Um, but just saved it. Deontay. Wasn't really doing much, but, you know, had some targets. And then he on an end around, he just got his clock cleaned out of the game. Logan Thomas had a, his usual number of targets, but turned in his patented 4-for-30 performance that I think is just going to be a mainstay unless he scores a touchdown, probably off him. Jonathan Taylor. I mean, the game script couldn't have been worse for Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I actually... Had a pretty decent bet on his over-rushing prop, which I thought was really low, 77.5. That didn't pan out, obviously. Um, so the Jets immediately... The Jets had like a decent drive going to open the game, then threw a pick six. Then then got had another like halfway decent drive after the pick six. Jonathan Taylor and the Colts didn't touch the football until like four minutes left in the first quarter. Um, but uh, then the, the Jets in the second half threw another pick six, and it was just, like, the game was over um, before halftime, pretty much, and, you know, all that, all the defensive scoring just absolutely sucked the life out of Jonathan Taylor's value, because then they were putting in Jordan Wilkins a ton, they were putting in Naheem Hines a ton, they were just spreading the ball around uh, to their backs, because they were up 25 points in the second half, and he just didn't get... I think he had like 12 carries or something like that. So, um, not great. Uh, but that was just like, that was like a one in a million game script that they scored two defensive touchdowns and just completely negated any offensive um, value from the Colts. And then the Eagles defense, um, we knew Burrow. He takes a ton of sacks. They had a huge line advantage, Philly's defensive line versus the Bengals' offensive line. Um, so it worked out. This is the second week in a row that I've lost a receiver. Last week, lost Devontae and Perriman and, and somehow squeaked out a push with a bubble lineup. This week, somehow survived Deontay. I mean, Deontay was like 50% on. That's why I survived it. I mean, if he was, if he was like 
um, like Amari, like 14% owned, or like Lockett, 25% owned, 30% owned. Probably wouldn't have survived it, but half the people in the double up had Deontay, so it was basically like um, uh, that. That was the difference. That's what saved my lineup. All right, so that is a pretty solid recap of the cash lineup and my thought process that went into it. I really, really thought about getting onto DeAndre Hopkins um, after Deontay got hurt because I thought I should swap to a correlated uh, pair of players like Murray and Hopkins to you know get some upside in my lineup since Hopkins excuse me since Deontay Johnson got hurt and I got a goose egg there but I couldn't find anybody like when I came off of Lockett and up to Hopkins and then I then I needed to come off of Cooper and find someone or come off of um, Johnson and find someone like in the 4k range um, if I play if I if I actually used Andy Isabella it would have worked out even better but I was never going to do that um, but I just couldn't find anybody in the 4K range to make that swap, which is why I ended up just saying, let me roll with it. Because I was, I was bubbling the cash line at the 1 o'clock games as it is, so I figured, you know, if Lockett or, or Cooper had a big game, then it would take care of itself, and Lockett did. Kind of lucky this week with the injury, but I'll take it. As for Monday Night Showdown, I think if you're looking at the Ravens, there really is only one captain, and it's Lamar Jackson. I mean, maybe Marquise Brown catches two long bombs, but you know, Mark Andrews, even if he catches two touchdowns, he's not going to have a real high-volume game. Usually, um, on these showdown slates, if there's a Raven that's a captain, it's going to be Lamar because he has so much rushing potential, and he spreads the ball around. So those two things really lean itself uh, to... Lamar being the captain if the the Ravens roll. On the other side, I think we can also use Mahomes as captain, right? Like we talked that QBs are kind of overused as the captain, um, but Mahomes is someone who also spreads it around. So if you use Mahomes in the captain spot, make sure you get Miko Hardman, um, maybe uh, Demarcus Robinson even in those lineups because usually what happens when Mahomes is the captain is some of those ancillary pieces catch touchdowns and it's not Tyreek Hill going for 102 or Kelsey going for 102 um, because if they do that, then they're going to be the captains, right? So if Mahomes is in your lineup, you're probably going to need one of those ancillary pieces um, in those lineups if he's the captain. I do like Tyreek Hill as a captain as well, but I think he kind of sucks the life out of the rest of the Chiefs, because usually if he's the captain, it means he hit like two 80-yard bombs, or like an 80-yard bomb and a 50-yard bomb, which completely decimate any fantasy points on those drives for the rest of his teammates, so usually he kind of doesn't correlate well with the rest of his pass catchers, so if you go Tyreek Hill, I think you go Mahomes, and maybe at most one more pass catcher, don't get too crazy with Chiefs pass catchers if you have um, Tyreek Hill, Hill is the captain. And then the other two options I would consider are Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Travis Kelsey. I think those two those two negatively correlate. Um, you know, if Travis Kelsey catches a couple touchdowns, they're probably short yardage or at least semi-short yardage, and it negates uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's 
rushing upside, rushing touchdown upside, and vice versa. If Clyde Edwards-Hilaire runs in one or two, that probably takes away from Travis Kelsey. So I would just limit the amount of lineups that I have both of those guys in. Some of the, you know, shots in the dark, uh, real cheapies, you know, maybe um, I, I mentioned Demarcus Robinson. Definitely if Sammy Watkins sits, um, you could potentially look at Miles Boykin as well. And then, you know, maybe one of the Ravens running backs, maybe hitting the right Ravens running back that gets 60 yards and a touchdown is going to win you the the showdown slate. Um, but definitely this week, I think, you know, don't shy away from the defenses, even though you think it's going to be high scoring, because a lot of times back and forth, a lot of possessions, a lot of passes, something could happen, uh, a pick six, a sack fumble touchdown, etc. And don't shy away from the kickers either, because, you know, lots of moving the ball up and down the field also means that the kickers are going to have uh, multiple extra points and some chances at field goals. All right, guys, that will do it for the Monday review and Monday night showdown edition of this podcast, even though it's Sunday night, got it in early for you. And I hope you have success in tonight's showdown slate, tomorrow's showdown slate, and I hope you killed it on the main slate today. I will be back on Thursday with the week four rundown. You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James.